coming up on this episode of the MD and Chef Team Show. At 50, I had this epiphany that, oh my gosh, I'm pre-diabetic, I'm overweight, I'm looking at possible heart attacks, strokes. Uh, We now know that diabetes can be a precursor to Alzheimer's dementia. I'm looking at all that in the next 5, 10, 15 years, and I'm going to be an early death statistic too. Welcome to the show from the The MD MD and Chef Chef Team. Team. I'm Dr. Isabel, medical doctor here at the MD and Chef Team. And who are you? And I'm Chef Michael, culinary nutrition expert. I'm the chef part of the team. And what are we going to talk about, babe? Now, I can say that because he's my husband. (laughs) Yes. Well, then we'll be talking about marriage, relationships, parenting, intimacy. We'll talk about mindsets of success, overcoming depression, anxiety. I'll be getting into functional nutrition, recipes and tips from the kitchen. And we're going to both get into how to live a long, healthy, vibrant life. Yes, I love it. Our mission is to help you prevent and reverse disease and give you hope in the process. Oh, oh yeah, we, we like, like to have, have fun, fun too. <laughs> so let's, let's get, get on, on with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the MD and Chef Team Show. Chef Michael here, your culinary nutrition expert. And of course, today I'm joined by my beautiful wife, your doctor on a mission. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the MDN Chef Team. So glad you're here. I'm so excited to be talking to you with Michael about the topic today, which is taking control of your brain health. Taking control of your brain health. We have a choice. Can we? Yes, we can. Well, that's going to (laughs) be... And... Today, a few uh, action steps we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about making the choice, making the choice to actually take control of your brain health. That's kind of the first thing is mm-hmm. saying, oh, I can take control of my brain health. And then we're going to talk about baby steps, because what we have found a lot of times with people is when they try to take too big of a chunks, try and do it all at it one time. It becomes overwhelming. Overwhelming. And we know what happens with human beings. When they are overwhelmed, right? They don't do anything. <laughs> That's right. And then we're going to talk about a concept called gradualism and what gradualism is all about and how we can avoid that. And we can use gradualism for a positive. That's right. Gradualism yes. up or gradualism down. Yes. Yes. My dear, let's start this off by sharing a little, some personal stories. How about you launching in first? Just let the listeners know and viewers know a little bit more about your story mm-hmm. and how you had to choose to control your brain health. Yes, because I was not in control of my brain health and I was rudely awoken to that situation. Um, in 2014, we had started Doctor on a Mission, and I just became super anxious, didn't sleep, got very crazy, very depressed, very anxious. And what I came to realize during that whole journey is, wow, you know, something's not right. And I don't want to feel like this for the rest of my life. I really, really, really don't want to feel this for the rest of my life. I just want to ask you, I see the sign that says, clean the camera. 
Have we done that so far? Yes. We did. Yes. Because the last time, <laughs> last time we forgot to clean the camera, we've got a big old sign there that I've gotten orange that says clean the camera because the last time was really foggy. And I was like, what's the matter with this? Camera cleaned. Camera and if cleaned. you're a listener on the podcast, that doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. It's <laughs> <laughs> just for the YouTube viewers. Right. And so what happened, you know, during that journey is yes, I was placed on antidepressants and yes, I took the medication. And yes, I realized deep down inside, I knew that I knew that I knew that was not the answer. I just knew that from all of my training. However, at that time, that's what helped. Now, Michael and I are way over on the other side. We've gone through this journey together and our marriage has gotten stronger because of it. And what we have learned from this is we don't have a mental illness issue. We've got a brain health issue. And when people, you and I, because we're people, learn how to best take care of all the contributors that affect our brain health, and there are many, then we will have a healthier, happier, calmer mind to deal with all of life's kapows. And that's what I've learned from our journey. And yes, I'm on the other side, thankfully alive and off the antidepressants and onto a better way of living. Now, please understand, can I start going down the drain? Yeah, I sure can. If I allow that to happen. And we'll be talking more about making the choice to being in control of your brain health. So you've really got some experience with taking control of your brain health. Yeah. And as a medical doctor, it really mm. woke me up to what people with, quote, mental illness, which is not mental right, illness, right. were experiencing. I was like, wow, this is so wrong. It's so, yeah, it's just so wrong. So there wasn't a lot of, in your 12 years of training, becoming an MD, there wasn't a lot of uh, classes on uh, brain health and mental illness. and No, it was just take this unwell. pill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So life's experience kind of brought it to you and said, boink, uh, hmm, what's this all about? Right. Yeah. And I'm grateful that that happened because now we're realizing what's happening to people out there. We're more understanding. We've got so much more mercy on them, don't we? Mm -hmm. The mess became the message. Oh, yeah. Here we go. (laughs) A very classic saying, but very true. Yeah. Now, sweetheart, you have a story, a personal story about your health and your brain health. Can you share with the audience? story, huh? Yes. For me, basically between the age of 30 and 50, I was in high pressure jobs, a lot of stress, and did not take very good care of myself. And from physical health to brain health, uh, lifestyle habits were very poor. And my both of my parents had died young uh, at 53 and 69 from chronic complications from chronic disease. Mm. And here I am at 50 and my brain is all over the show. I'm grumpy. I'm, I'm foggy. I'm fat and obese. Okay, I have to interject here. <laughs> if anybody knows the picture of the Pillsbury Doughboy, <laughs> that's what Michael looked like. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, he does it now. Now he's yeah. a hunk of bunk For you podcast I'm, I'm making a frowning <laughs> face. 
Sad face, sad face. Yeah, but now you, you yeah, you're not yeah. you who you I, are right now. But uh, so it's part of the journey. Yeah, and at fifty, I had this epiphany that, oh my gosh, I'm pre-diabetic. I'm overweight. I'm looking at possible heart attacks, strokes. Uh, we now know that diabetes can be a precursor to Alzheimer's dementia. I'm looking at all that in the next 5, 10, 15 years, and I'm going to be an early death statistic too. Oh, boy. Now, all of a sudden, there is a choice. Oh, well, that's just the way it is. I'll just continue on. Or am I going to take control of this? And my epiphany was, hello, dude, wake up, let's take control. And that started my journey over the last 15 years of taking control of my brain health, taking control of what I was doing, and then sent me down the, the path of researching, getting my own coaches, and learning how did I get there mm. in that 20-year span between 30 and 50, where at 30, I was in you know decent shape for a 30-year-old. Mm -hmm as you can be, because I was only 30. But those 20 years caught up with me very, very quickly, as it seemed. But as we'll talk about later, it was that concept called gradualism. Which you explained so well. Thank you very much. Now, let's see. We've got a couple of points that we'd like to just expand on. And the first one is making the decision to wake up. There comes a point where you just have had enough of feeling absolutely dreadful. And you have to make a decision that enough is enough. I am not going to feel like this anymore. And you start making the choices. You start researching. You start chasing down the life that you want. You've got an image in your mind of what you want your health to look like, what you want to look like and act like and feel like and be like for the rest of your life. But the choice has to be made and the picture has to be made and placed in the front part of your brain. I've got a sign in our kitchen goes, hold the image. And that's to remind all of us, even our kids, that hold the image of who you want to become. Because if you don't have that picture in your brain, then you forget, where am I going? And we all live with a picture in our brain of how we're going to live, how we're going to be. And if you're thinking, Oh, you know, it is what it is. This is just the way it is. I don't have diabetes yet. That kills me when I hear people say that. Oh, no, I haven't had a heart attack yet. Like people are expecting mm. that. That's the picture in their right, brain. Right. They're I'm like that out there about themselves. Yeah, yeah. You just have to decide, have the epiphany that Michael and I both had and say, wait a minute, there's a choice. There's something that we can do right now. And we'll be talking about baby steps because it is all about baby steps and start walking towards what you want in your life and make also the decision that you're worth the fight. Mm, yeah, good point. Because a lot of people have low self-esteem and they just think, oh, I'm not worth it. I have to take care of everybody else. But you know what? Yeah. It's so much easier to take care of everybody else yes, yeah. instead of focusing on yourself. And people think. This is from me seeing more than a half a million people one-on-one -on -one in all my years of being a medical doctor. People actually say 
that they're not worth it. And for self-care is to be selfish. And it's not. No, it's not. Like, babe, no. if you wouldn't have taken care of yourself, you wouldn't be alive right now. Or you might have had a stroke. And then you can't be the mother, the father, and the amazing husband that you are right now at 65. Oh, yeah, no way. So thank you for having the epiphany and making the choice that you had had enough is enough. And again, to reiterate, to decide to take control of your brain health. And one of the brain health contributors is nutrition yes, and yes. exercise and sleep and yeah, on and on. Yeah. Now, I was just checking our notes because we wrote down a phrase that is so apropos, shall I say, for this is there's a time when we need to actually come to ourselves. I came to myself at 50, meaning that I came to a point where I said to myself, this is not who I want to be. And I had to come to myself to actually, you know, the old look in the mirror type thing to say, who do I want to be? And as you said, hold the image of who you want to be, not this thing about, oh, well, I haven't had this happen to me yet. Oh, well, oh, how are you? Oh, I, oh somebody mentioned something about so-and-so had a heart attack or this person had a stroke or whatever. No, I haven't had a heart attack yet. And it's like, what realize what you're saying there? You're supposing Supposing what would be the term, I'm not quite sure, but you are basically putting out that you're prophesying that that's what's going to that happen gonna in the happen future at yeah. some point. Yeah. And yeah, we've got to be careful of that and how we're putting that out there, how those words coming out of our mouth is going to, mm -hmm. you know, what we're saying there. Yeah, yeah. I like the come to yourself because coming to yourself really means waking up. And for yeah. you, it was yeah. in your 50s. To me, it was when I was 54. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. Yeah, and hopefully for hopefully anybody either watching or listening out there, you jump to yourself a lot earlier than we did. But yes. hey, whenever you do, you do. We just hope that you do. Yeah. And if it's in your 60s, that's fine. Or 70s. The point is, wake up. <laughs> yes. Yes. How would you like to feel a sense of clarity, focus, and mental sharpness that enables you to tackle any challenge with ease? Can you envision experiencing a better memory and recall, allowing you to easily remember important details, names, and events? What could you accomplish if your mental energy is always high, allowing you to stay alert and productive throughout the day without feeling mentally fatigued or foggy? How great would it feel when you experience better quality sleep, allowing your brain to rest and recharge? leading to increased productivity and creativity. Imagine feeling a sense of calmness and control, allowing you to manage stress and anxiety with ease, giving you the confidence to handle any situation. Be honest with yourself. When was the last time you experienced an overall sense of well-being and satisfaction? You see, your brain health positively impacts all areas of your life, from work to relationships and personal growth. Just visualize how amazing it would feel to have optimal brain health and unlock your full potential. If you want to learn more, and I know you do, then check out the link in the show notes for the Optimizing Your Brain Health Community. 
and we look forward to seeing you there. And now, back to the rest of the show. Uh, another action step we want to talk about is understanding, have you ever heard of the phrases going upstream or root cause? They're pretty uh, big out there in the health world right now. Most people have heard of root cause. Some have heard of upstream. But uh, simply for me, and kind of I'll relate that to my story, was that at that age of 50, okay, I made a decision. Uh, I need to move forward. However, when you're looking at root cause or going upstream, you're looking up the stream of what has taken you there. I had to look at root causes and what had taken me from 30 to 50 to being as so brain health and physical health poor at that point. And so it's a matter of having to now identify lifestyle contributors and just a few examples, whether it's nutrition, exercise, sleep, possibly hormones, stress, many different factors. But it's it's then you've got to identify what has got me to this point in life. And then now we look at removing those factors and adapting and moving on from those factors and making sure that they're put into place properly. Mm -hmm. But that first step is really taking a look at, okay, if I go upstream from my mess, what is causing all these problems right. and what do I need to clean up? Right. And you can call it upstream root causes, same thing, but that's what we're really looking to do. Right. Right. And just to expand on that. Yes, please. For the root cause in functional medicine, there's a saying, if you're standing on a nail, don't just take pills to take to take care of the pain. Get your foot off the nail. Pull the nail out. <laughs> that's that, a good one. That, yeah. That's the root, you know, yeah. that's the root cause. The root cause is the nail. Yeah, the root cause is the nail. Get rid of the nail. Get rid of the way you're eating so that you can prevent having heart attacks. Get rid of the way you're living and change it so that you can get have a better life. Root cause, if you also think about it, is we're all farmers. You and I are farmers. And if we plant a seed of poor health, then the fruit of that tree is going to be poor health. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I'm not going to go into that. We'll right, do that. Right. But if we plant the seed of good health, then we will bear good fruit of good health. That's as simple as I can get it. And with upstream and downstream, upstream is the preventative place. Mm -hmm. yes. It's where you can be before you get downstream, which is at the bottom of the cliff. Downstream is when we've had all the symptoms or we've done the actual crash and burn, and now the healthcare system's trying to clean up the mess. Right, which is what we're seeing out there right, right now. Yeah. Everybody's like looking at me as a doctor going, even my colleagues are yeah, like looking at me like, whoa, how did it get so bad? How did we get so much chronic yeah, disease? Yeah. And I'm like, you guys, this started the last 20, 30 years. Yeah, yeah. This was up. This all happened way up here. Yeah. And yeah. if we would have stopped it way up here, we could prevent it from happening here. But the beauty of it all is now we know what we can do to prevent it from getting worse. Yes. Starting young and helping the next generation and the current generation yeah. on how to even reverse a lot of yes, this stuff. Yes. That's the beauty, the hope of what we're doing here. Exactly. Yeah, I so love good. it. So good. Yeah, exciting. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs>
Hey, so next uh, kind of action step we want to talk, not kind of, but action step we want to talk about is baby steps. Baby steps. Oh, come on. I want to go, 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 go. Let's go, 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 go. That's my speed. That's human beings. (laughs) You know, we're microwave society now, man. Let's go, let's go, let's go. We want this done. Right. Does it work that way? Well, does a baby, did our kids learn how to run a marathon? In the first month of life? Well, I don't think they've learned to run a marathon yet, even to today. Okay. All right. So I'll did change learn, the question. they learn to walk? <laughs> did, did they learn how to ride a bike the first day of life? Oh, of course. Our two daughters did. How no, about I'm the, just kidding. Come on, babe. How about I'm the first kidding. year? Did they learn how to ride a bike the first year? Um, I'm not sure exactly how long, but it takes a while. But the point is, yes, it takes a oh, work with me. I am. I go back to baby steps with the walk. You know, let me talk about a baby <laughs> just learning. Is, to walk. It takes a while to learn these things. <laughs> and the old, just letting you know, I didn't create this law, but the older we are, the harder it is to change mm-hmm. our habits. Just yeah, letting you know. Yeah, very true. And we've seen that with people we work with. The older yeah. they are, the harder it is for them to say, oh, oh I got to change something. Yep. Yep. You do. But the point is baby steps. That's how we as human beings can course correct Yeah, and get yeah. on the right track. Yeah. And uh, gosh, I mean, a simple, simple one is learning to drink water. I know. How basic does that sound? How crazy does that sound to learn water water and not caffeinated, sugarified drinks? Does that blow your mind how people are like, it blows my mind, but that's where we have to start with ourselves. We had to get there. We had to get there because we were drinking energy drinks, huh? And coffee and tea back when we were at that age, you know, so yeah. The key is baby steps. That's well, and may I say with that one too is it does seem so simple learning to just drink water all day instead of sugary caffeinated drinks. And we think, well, isn't everybody doing that? Well, actually, we know not only because when you and I people come to us, with right? Things, one of the things first things we talk about is hydration. And I would say definitely a hundred percent true for sure. Nine out of ten people are, oh, I drink a couple cups of water a day. And it's like a couple cups. Whoa. You know, and then they talk about all the other things. And I know you as a frontline medical doctor with all the clients you've seen a half a million people face to face and still to this day are seeing when you see all these problems and you ask somebody about how much, what are they, are they getting any hydration? What are you drinking water? And they start running through all the stuff that you're drinking. And you're like, well, none of that is water. I mean, are you drink, oh, I don't like water. Well, guess what? Your body loves water. Your body, (laughs) yeah, will love it, will enjoy it, will need it. Demands it. Your body demands it. Your brain health demands you drink water enough. Yeah. And do you put cement in your petrol tank? Exactly. You know, no, you put the right stuff to get it moving to work, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Or do we put energy drinks into our gasoline tank? Yeah, or you know, what else, what else? Maple syrup into our gasoline yeah, or or ec- high fructose corn syrup into our yeah petrol 
team. No, of course we don't. Because no. it's not going to work, right? It just seems, it, <laughs> it, you know, when we're talking about it now, and maybe as a, a viewer or a listener, you think, well, of course, drink water. That's not, a, but we know, like I said, 90% of people are dehydrated. They're not getting enough. So that's a very basic thing. And when you talk about baby steps, I mean, even just recently, uh, I'm working with some uh, a couple and uh, on in cognitive decline with Alzheimer's, and I just gave them a step this week to work on hydration mm-hmm. because there were so many things they needed to work on, but I knew it'd be overwhelming for them. They are of a mature age, seventy, I, yeah, seventy plus. I knew it would be too much for them. And I just gave them, actually, I gave them two tasks this week, but one of them was to work on their hydration because they weren't getting any hydration to feed their brain, right? fuel their brain. Right. And so that was a baby step. And I've got to, you know, gently otherwise, offer them baby steps. Otherwise, they're going to fail and I don't want them to fail. Yeah, no more know? failing. So, yeah. Not on our Baby trip. steps. Yeah, no more All failing right. on our shift. However, when people fall. We dust them we off and get them pick back them up, up, pick them up and then help them start walking forward. <laughs> okay, here we go again. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, that's just what we do. Because that's what God did for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, picked up a but couple, it's couple another thousand, topic. couple thousand times and picked up. <laughs> okay, hey, the next action step we want to talk about is gradualism and what's gradualism all about. Well, gradualism is what happened to me over a 20-year period between the age of 30 and 50. My health during that time did not go down in a week. It didn't go down in a month. It didn't even go down in a year or five years. Over a 20-year period, it gradually got worse and worse and worse. And the crazy thing is you don't notice it Mm-mm. right until when you decide to notice it. And well, when you come to yourself. When you come to yourself. Because it hurts bad enough. Yeah. Which unfortunately happens for most of us human beings. The problem is when you come to yourself, hopefully you're not the ambulance at the bottom of the cliff type of person where, okay, we'll try and bring you back, but it's going to be really hard now. So the key is to see that coming way before you get too far down. And so for me at 50 uh, was the time where the gradualism had caught up enough where, you know, when you did the old look in the mirror and I could see the look on your face, like, oh my gosh, is this still my husband? What's happened to this guy? Where's my husband? You know, what's happened to this guy? And and I was able to see that myself. And so just understand that we might think we're okay day by day, even year by year, but we definitely got to be coming to ourselves and checking ourselves on gradualism. And gradualism can be positive. Over the last 15 years, I'm younger now at 65 than I was at 50, which sounds crazy, but I've reversed my biological age, my physiological age, so that now I'm younger than I was at 50, but I didn't do that in a week or a month or a year. That was over a 15-year period of gradually getting better and better and better Mm -hmm. and better every day. And yes, is it a total straight line up? Absolutely not. There's some times where it isn't that good but over time gradually that line of quality brain health went up and up and up and so gradualism can work negatively Mm -hmm. or it can work 
positively. Mm -hmm. We just have to be aware that it's there every day of our lives Mm -hmm. because we're building on that gradualism with the daily habits we make every day. Mm -hmm. I mean, another way you could call it a slight edge. There's an amazing book out there called Slight Edge. It's another way of putting it. But it's going to happen. One way or the other. One way or the other. Right. Because nothing is straight. Nothing. Yeah. Health is not linear. It's not like our health is exactly the same a year from now as it is right now. Mm -mm. It's either going to be slightly up or slightly down, but it's never exactly linear. Correct. And so when we're aware of it, then, see, now I'm aware of my daily habits. I know some days aren't as good because I might be on holiday. Maybe it's a special treat day, you know anniversary day or even a weekend or a holiday away or something like that or a week <laughs> or a week so but we feel it during that period yeah uh my gradualism of health might come down a little bit but i know what's going on i'm aware of that i do my best to keep it linear as far as at least equilibrium not drop off too much but i'm aware of it and i know when i need to kick those habits up and get going on the moving up positively again. And so yes. when you become aware of it, now you know what to do. Right. That's so good, hon. I love that. And and the, the bottom line of this whole podcast is taking control of your brain health. And what Michael and I have learned and been taught by Dr. Dale Bredesen, our mentor, who wrote the book, The End of Alzheimer's, is that we can actually prevent and even reverse early Alzheimer's. Okay. And we can even reverse all of the brain health issues that we're seeing out here. But the key is you got to start working on it. And to prevent cognitive decline, to prevent Alzheimer's, the work actually starts in our 40s and 50s. You see, we've got clients right now that are with us that are in their 60s and 70s that are already showing signs of cognitive decline, of Alzheimer's. And what we encourage you with this podcast is to understand that you can prevent having Alzheimer's. If you've got a family history of it, or if you're concerned that, wow, I'm forgetting people's names, or mm-hmm. I don't know why I walked into the room, or I'm not as clear and my memory isn't as good, then reach out and touch us and yeah. ask us about the pre-code, the Preventing Cognitive Decline Protocol. It works. We love it. It's showing people hope that they can take control of their health. Because you know what? We're supposed to be thinking clearly until our last breath breath here on earth. Yes, yes. That is something that people don't really understand yet because that's not the story out there. The lie is it's normal to have senior moments. So that's what I love about talking about this, taking control of your brain health, because you got the power. You got the power. You got the power. And the same thing with uh, other brain health issues, anxiety and depression, overwhelm, uh, all those emotional feelings that, you know, if you take control of your brain health and start now to make those action steps happen, that you can prevent that from happening to you or even reverse yeah. some situations, which is what happened to you, where you needed to basically say, okay, I've gotten here. Right. I've got to figure out how this doesn't happen again. I mean, you know, you could call it reversal, but it's like, okay, how do I not have this again? You're preventing it from going further and off the cliff yeah yeah yes yeah all righty well another episode of the md and chef <laughs> team show uh 
your nutritional chef, Michael, here along with uh, functional medicine, Dr. Isabel, the MD and Chef Team Show. We are so happy that we were able to come to you today, whether it's on, on video or audio, wherever you were able to access it. We love you. We appreciate you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it out there to friends and family. We hope it will make a difference and serve you well. And go out there and be your best and take control of your brain health. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Bless you. Hello, Chef Michael here. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love it if you subscribed to the podcast and left us a review.